I just feel so honored to be here today. I have heard wonderful things about your church for many years because Norman and Grace, they have come and visited us for several years. And uh, every time that they would come, Norm would say to me, you've got to come. You've got to come and meet our church and meet our people. You're going to love them. Then as we opened up our Dream Center, he said, now you've really got to come because I feel like our hearts are so similar. We've got this church, but we also have this heart to reach our cities. And uh, so my husband, Josh, and I, we came, I think about two years ago, uh, just to have a little visit. And we really were so blessed by all that you're doing here. We just fell in love with what you're doing at the Wickbourne Center. And um, we even came here to this academy and met with uh, whoever oversees the chapel and what they were doing. So we just loved it. And we went home after talking to Joe and said, why don't we bring a team and help with uh, your play scheme time? And so we are excited about what this week holds. I'll tell you a little bit. Joe wanted me to tell you a little bit about our Dream Center in Lubbock. We're, that's where we're from. We're from Lubbock, Texas. Can you say Lubbock? Lubbock. How many of you know where Lubbock is? Do we have any... Uh, Texas. <laughs> Do we have any Buddy Holly fans in the house? Any? any? Okay. Well... Lubbock is the birthplace of Buddy Holly. That's pretty much our only claim to fame that we have. And uh, we have great people, and we have Buddy Holly. And uh, we, we think we have really, really wonderful, friendly people that live in Lubbock. But we do. We have a dream center that uh, is similar to your Wickbourne Center. It's an outreach to kind of um, the area of our city that needs a lot of help. And so we actually, we have a food pantry where we give out food to over 200 families every week. We have a clothing closet. We have 1,000 pieces of clothing go, goes out weekly. Uh, we actually have... Um, uh, where people can come in and get their GED. They can get different, different types of certification, uh, learn English as a second language. And we just really want to meet people's physical needs because do you know that you can't sometimes receive in your heart and your spirit until your physical needs are met? And so um, we've, been, we've been doing that for the last five or six years, and God's really blessed it. Dean, who I mentioned on our team, he's one of our leaders there, and they are very busy. It's, it's, an, ex, it's an exciting place. But I'm excited to share about wisdom and faith. I loved the message to the kids this morning about cake, and um, I can tell you, one time I missed an ingredient. I didn't um, include baking powder into something, and it was as flat as could be. So there is wisdom in sticking to the recipe, that's for sure. And Becca and I emailed once about this message, and she mentioned the same scripture in Proverbs chapter 21. And I want to read it again as we just dive right into talking about wisdom and what it means to have faith and wisdom. I will read the same version that they read, the message version. It says this, nothing clever, nothing conceived, nothing contrived can get the better of God. Do your best, prepare for the worst, then trust God to bring the victory. 
And so what I want to talk about are three simple thoughts this morning about how do we walk in wisdom while also trusting God? Because I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I, I kind of go um, back and forth. Anybody else like that? I, I trust God some days with my whole heart, but then the next day something looks not quite like I expected, and it's a little bit more difficult to trust God that he's going to give me the wisdom to handle that situation. Am I alone? Anybody else ever struggle with that a little bit? And so as I was praying and studying, the Lord spoke to my heart three simple things. And the first one was this, in order to be people who walk in wisdom and also trusting him at the same time, we must remember who we are. Remember who you are. In James chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. And so I've always loved that scripture, that we have the ability, when we need wisdom, to ask our generous father, our good, good father, and he gives it to us generously. But, but my problem is this, is that I sometimes, when he gives that wisdom to me generously, I sometimes can step away from him as my source of that wisdom, and I get a little bit in my own strength walking that wisdom out. Let me, let me give you an illustration. How many of you have ever seen the movie Superman, the very first original Superman? Any, anybody remember that? Okay. I'm actually going to have my husband Josh to come up and, and help me illustrate this because we were watching this movie Superman and there was one particular scene that just grabbed my attention. Now, Josh is going to play Superman, all right? And he loves it. I actually was going to use Norman as, my, as Superman, and Josh said, no, no, you need to use me. So um, he's Superman in this, in this scenario. And I am Lois Lane, okay? And so in the movie Superman, he is trying to impress Lois Lane because, you know, by day he's Clark Kent, and then whenever there's a, an emergency, he becomes Superman. And so one day, he flies to Lois Lane's window, and he says, would you like to go flying around the city? And she's a little bit hesitant at first, but finally she says, okay, all right, all right, let's go. And she's, she's, she's nervous and excited at the same time. And so what does he do? He scoops her up, and they begin to fly across the city. Now, I'm sorry. So now, at first, I want you to see this. Lois, hold on for dear life, because they're flying up in the air as high as you can believe. And she actually even has her eyes closed. She's just holding on. Just, and, then, and then he begins to say, now, no, look, open your eyes. So she begins to open her eyes, and she looks out, and she's flying too. And she begins to say, oh, this is nice. This is really great. And you see her, she kind of loosens her grip a little bit, and they're starting to enjoy it, and they're going side by side. And she actually, then she puts her arm out as well, and she's like, oh, look, we're flying together now. And what you will find is as they're flying, the more she becomes comfortable, the more she begins to enjoy flying with Superman, the greater she begins to kind of loosen her her reach a little bit and her grasp and before you know it they're both out there flying and then she looks at him and she just then holds his hand and sure enough guess what she's still flying they're flying and nothing is said but it's like you can begin to see the wheels turn in her head and as she looks at him and she's looking out 
you realize she begins to think, I'm flying. I'm flying. And so all of a sudden, she's just fingertips with Superman. And what does she do? She lets go, thinking that she's going to continue to fly. But what happens? How many of you have seen it? Exactly. She just begins to plummet to the ground, and Superman just kind of rolls his eyes, and he has to go and, yes, that's all right. Scoop her. (laughs) Thank you. But as I saw that, the, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, do you know what? You live like Lois Lane so often. There are situations in our life, not always bad situations. Sometimes we just, we get so close to the Lord. He says, let me show you a better way. May I take you and give you my vantage point, my kingdom view of what I'm doing. And literally there are seasons in our life where we feel like we are flying with God. He gives us wisdom. He gives us insight. He gives us a passion for the life we have. And at first, if it's new to us, it's frightening. We hold on with all of our might. We close our eyes and we think, Lord, am I really doing this? But as we build our confidence in Christ, we begin to open our eyes and we see, I'm with him. I'm with Jesus. I, I can do this. I have the wisdom I need to make the right decisions. I have the insight I need to be able to make a good choice about how to parent my children. And what happens is we literally can begin to fly, so to speak, at a place where we are living in that level of authority. But if we're not careful, if we don't stay firmly connected to the source of that wisdom... How many of you have ever experienced in your life where Satan begins to whisper to you and you stop thinking that the wisdom is because of the source and you start thinking, man, I've, I've really matured, right? I really, I mean, I've learned some stuff. I've, I've walked this walk for so many years that you know what, God, I think I got it. And oftentimes, it's not even out of a wrong heart or a wrong attitude intentionally, but it's just those subtle lies that we begin to believe, that self-sufficiency that rises up in our hearts and our spirits. And before we know it, we're fingertips, and then we let go. And so I say, remember who you are, because what that really does is that reminds us of who is the source of all wisdom. The Lord wants us to be people who walk in wisdom. The Lord says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask for it. But he wants us to ask him for it. He is the source of all wisdom. We are to be dependent and humble. If you think about Solomon... He was known as the wisest man there ever was. Why? Because he asked God for wisdom. He asked the Lord for wisdom with humility, with a dependency. But by the end of his life, he had kind of began to walk in that wisdom in his own strength. He was no longer close to the source. And what begins to happen is things begin to crumble around him. And so we've got to remember who we are that we're Lois Lane in the equation, that he is a good God and he loves to lift us up, but we have to stay close to him. Secondly, we've got to remember what he has done. 
we, we just flew in from Texas yesterday morning. And as we were descending into London, it was, it was beautiful. I had a window seat, and so I had uh, the window open. And um, I saw we were above the clouds. Oh, not the, yeah, the blind. That would be dangerous. I probably wouldn't be here this morning. <laughs> Uh, but as I was looking out, we were above the clouds and we descended. And at one point, the plane was literally between two layers of clouds. I didn't realize it. It was clear where we were, but there were clouds below us and there were clouds above us. And I was reminded of that scripture in Isaiah chapter 55, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And I want to encourage you, as you grow in wisdom, to remember what God has done and how he is such a good God to give you the wisdom you need in whatever situation you face. And yet at the same time to realize his ways are not our ways. A few years ago, I traveled to the nation of India. I've been there four times now. And the very first year that I went, I was speaking at a young women's conference. We had 400 young women from the ages of 14 to 25. And we had this powerful time. We had a message. The closing message was on the Father Heart of God. And as we, as we wrapped it up, we had a time of ministry, and I prayed for two hours straight for young women, so much so that when I finished, I looked down and my shoes were wet, soaking wet from their tears. And so the next year, we went back, and that was my memory of being in India, was of how God worked and of how faithful he was to meet the needs of those young women. And so the second year that I returned, I was specifically going and I was going to be ministering to 85 women that had been rescued out of human trafficking. I was working at a home there and I was talking to the leadership they had been to the previous year to the Young Women's Conference and they said, Paige, what you did last year was phenomenal. Would you just do that again? But get ready because these women, they have a whole different story behind them. And so I prepared and I prayed and I was excited and I got there and I preached my little heart. It was good. I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm trying to be humble, but it was a good message. I brought it and I was looking out at the women and expecting in my mind a similar scenario to what had happened the previous year. But as I looked over those 85 women, they just sat there, stone faced arms crossed. I had an altar call, and out of the 85, two came forward for a quick little prayer, and they hurried back to their seats. So my team, we kind of closed it. We were going to take a short break. We, we went over to the side, and we said, okay, what are we going to do? This is not working. You know, what, what do you want, Lord? And we prayed, and the sweet little girl on my team, she said, you know what? Why don't we just try to break the ice and, and have some fun? And she came up with the idea, teach the Americans to Bollywood dance. Because we had learned at this point that these young women, they loved the Bollywood films and they loved dancing. And so we broke them up into groups and each of them had an American team member and their job was to teach us how to do a dance. Now, I will tell you, I, I don't have a lot of Bollywood moves. And um, so then we had to perform in groups for one another. And can I tell you, 
laughter just began to reign in that place. We were laughing and laughing. I like to think we were laughing together. They were probably laughing at us, but it didn't matter. We just started to laugh. And when it all got done, that time of dancing, they said, let's dance more. So we turned on the music. And these 85 women rescued from human trafficking and our team, we ended up dancing for two hours straight until it was time to go to bed. And I got in my bed that night and I just started talking to the Lord and just said, Father, this is not how I saw today going. And actually, I was a little bit indignant, you know? I was like, Lord, you brought us here to minister to their hearts. You brought us here to speak words of life and restoration. But God, we brought forth a word and there was no response. Instead, we just ended up dancing for two hours. And in the way that only a loving father can do, as I kind of finally got my talking out, got quiet, I heard him so clearly say, Paige... Those girls have cried more tears in their life than you will ever know. And although you thought healing looked like tears, I knew that for them, healing looked like laughter and healing looked like dancing. And he said, remember who you are and remember your responsibility is to listen to my voice and obey and then let me do the work. And so I believe when it comes to wisdom, that absolutely shifted my thinking. If we're not careful, our human intellect wants to put God into a box. We say God moved in this ways in the past and it was good and it was so real. And if we're not careful, we try to formulate and produce and create God to look that same way again in a new season. But can I remind you, his ways are not like our ways and he is so much higher than we are. And so remember what he's done so that it will boost your faith, but don't remember it in such a way that you try to replicate it. Remember what he's done so that you keep holding on to the source, but then listen to what he's saying to us today. And then lastly, remember who he is. So remember who you are, remember what he's done, and remember who he is. Proverbs 9.10 says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And when we remember who he is, when we reverence him, when we honor him, when we're more concerned about pleasing him than someone else, I feel like it's in that place that we can be secure that we're going to walk out in wisdom. When I look at my own life, when I have made unwise decisions, you're probably like this too, the impetus for that decision came out of me wanting to either please man It came out of fear of man. It came out of wondering what other people would think of me. But it's the times when I have had the fear of the Lord and that has been my motivation that I look up and he might ask me to do something totally foolish, but it works out because it is true wisdom. It's what he knows is best. And um, I'm gonna ask the worship team just to come on up as we close this morning. And... I just want to encourage you 
I want to encourage you, even what Joe was saying this morning, that you have a good, good father. And he, he wants us to be people who walk in his wisdom. You know, I, I mentioned really briefly about Solomon. But I heard someone say once, you know, the reason that Solomon asked for wisdom was because his father, David, had already taken care of everything else he needed. He already had all of the riches. He already had, um, you know, David even went to his mighty men and his counselors and said, you need to get behind Solomon and support him. So Solomon was set up by his father to succeed so that all that he had to ask for was wisdom. And I want to remind you today that you have a father who has set you up to succeed. You have a father who's much greater than Superman, much more powerful and with greater insight and wisdom. And so all he says to us today is now, will you ask? Will you, like in James 5, will you come with faith and ask for wisdom? Because if we ask, it says he's a generous God who will give it to us. And as he gives us wisdom, we just have to remember who we are and stay connected to him and say, okay, God, I'm not going to box you in. I'm not going to try to replicate what you've done in the past. I am open to a new thing. I am open to your voice today. And so if you're like me and you say, Paige, I want to have that open spirit to receive his wisdom for me today, just raise your hand right where you are. And I'm just going to pray over all of us as we close that we would be people who ask God for wisdom, who begin to walk in it knowing that we're not fearing man or trying to please them, but we just want to hear his voice and walk it out. So just join with me right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray for every person in this room. And Lord, we say we want to be people who walk in wisdom, but mostly who trust in you that that wisdom is from you. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I pray, God, that you would help us to remember who we are. I pray that you would help us to stay humble and dependent and absolutely hungry for you. Father, I pray to you in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would forgive us for the times that we have gone after wisdom of the past. God, we thank you that you are a God that is doing a new thing even this day. Father, help us to be men and women who are fresh, who have open ears to receive your word for today. And may we walk that out today. And lastly, Lord, may we be people whose sole motivation is to please you, who fear you and love you and want to go about doing your business. Father, I just speak a blessing now over these people. May we even see this week your wisdom come to us in a new and fresh way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you.